Hawkscast, featuring your hosts, Troy Donis and Sean McMahon, here to talk you through all things in the South Warrandyte Cricket World. Hello and welcome to the Hawkcast. You're here with host Troy Donis and Josh Exley. He's been called up to the big leagues. He's been saying he's the next big thing for a long time and he's finally made it as a co-host of the Hawkcast. He's filling in for the wonderful Sean McMahon. Might be permanent even. Sean's uh, over in Albania uh, touring the Balkans and I did look up if there was an Albanian cricket team X. The answer is yes. They played one game on a soccer pitch. 43 metre square boundaries. Sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? I think Sean, Sean might get a game for them, but uh, pretty big shoes to fill, I think. Probably lose a lot of listeners. Um, <laughs> might cut our, our audience from about 30 to about 10. <laughs> but we'll see how we go. Uh, now, we've got a, a big show for you here with new coach Andy Wu in. Uh, banger, that is. We're going to refrain from using the word Andy for the whole season. We're going with banger and solo for obvious reasons, and we've got Banger here. He's gonna have a chat to you about his past and uh, what he's got planned for this season. We'll also take a little quick tour around the cricketing world before we get to him. Uh, and speaking of that cricketing world, uh, Andy Solomons is playing currently for Victoria in the National Indoor Championships uh, with Kamal as well. He's, uh, well, there's a few Shield players around there in that tournament. Uh, it's a really high standard, and. And he's doing well. Victoria's won the first few games. You played much indoor cricket in your life, X? Uh, I haven't. I uh, played a couple of fill-in games. There's a, there's a good story about uh, our fearless president, Matt Fasson, playing indoor cricket uh, back in his heyday. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Which uh, I think is worthwhile sharing this early point of the pod. Um, I know Fass attempted a man-cad while playing social indoor cricket and actually tore his ACL, which I think... <laughs> <laughs> which, which probably tops my story from a few years ago. Um, and he told people that he unsuccessfully attempted the man cat as well and missed the rest of the season. His team went on to win the flag. So, uh, quite a good story. Wow, well, he lost all his athletic ability that day, did fast. Um, now, in Andy's team, there is Clive Rose, and we've got a segment here, the Niche Shield Cricketer of the Week. And we're going to go with Clive Rose, our Niche Cricketer. He's played 10 first-class matches which is a lot more than I thought to go with these 58 uh, T20 matches. 17 run batting average and a bowling average of 49, very similar to my bowling average in the first 11. Uh, just 22 wickets, actually. So very niche stats there from Clive Rose. Surprised he got to 10 games. But he's playing with Andy, and it's always nice to rub shoulders with uh, the rich and famous. Absolutely. I think he's one of Jack Livingston's favourite players, actually. Um, <laughs> there was a point a few years ago where Jack would message me every time Clive Rose was bowling in the big bash. Uh, take take a photo of him. He actually got a selfie with him at the game at one point. So um, <laughs> oh. might, might be niche in terms of shield cricket, but I think he's a bit of a big basher legend. I'm yeah. not sure how he's still. He's probably not going around anymore. But oh, I think he's still on a list. I reckon he's still on a big bash list. Made himself a bit of cash over the time, Clive. Definitely. And uh, there's a lot of cricket going on around the world, particularly England and New Zealand. Uh, we've seen what a difference a coaching change can make over there with the English team. Johnny Bairstow's made 390 runs off 320 balls. Uh, they've won a couple of really good chases, going at sixes and over, just throwing the test cricket uh, kit out the window and, and just putting on the colours. It's been pretty incredible to watch. Absolutely. Yeah, you can see that that new coach, I think Baz, and maybe, maybe we can get Bang, and yep. who, who knows who's going to be the new Johnny Bairstow in, in the middle order. Maybe uh, Benny Ahern might turn into a... <laughs> Fiery redhead in the middle order, I reckon pretty similar build, so 
Hopefully he starts whacking them around, Cole. Yeah, also a part-time keeper, so that yeah, that, that could work. Um, Australia-Sri Lanka started as well, which is fantastic. The white ball stuff, uh, who cares really, but uh, it was all, it's all over. We've got the T20 World Cup coming up later in the year, which will uh, hopefully get people really excited and into cricket um, going through October and November. Uh, might have a few more people just randomly message the page, like Benny Ahern did, and, uh, and join the club. Uh, on the back of that and uh, the tests starting now, what, do, what have you got uh, in mind for the test? Check, we're going to get a win there. It's, it's already turning on day one yeah, as we speak. I think um, the Sri Lankan spinners are going to come into play. I know Swepson's turning, but he probably can't take a wicket. So um, we'll, we'll see how we go. The Sri Lankan bloke at work messaged me for the first time all year today. <laughs> so um, as soon as 2.30 rolled around, it was pretty low productivity. I think Samar flagged that early in the day. So... Uh, the next few days will be enjoyable watching that uh, yeah. on the screens. Definitely, and, a, and another, another niche cricketer made his debut, Matty Kuhneman. Uh, definitely a future niche cricketer. Uh, made a one-day debut. I'm not sure how many games he's going to play, but um, very much an Xavier Dowdy sort of mould. Doesn't really turn it. Clive Rose sort of mould, really. Um, just bowling, just a bit of Tom Hall sort of left arm. Well, just spin with no spin. Slow. Um, let's get into the South Warrenite stuff, X. New season's coming up, um, but last year we we had a good run and we made the granny, but it wasn't a great run, unfortunately. Um, you know, we had a couple of finals victories over uh, Rangers and then famously here at Seville in the Tide game, Luke McElroy run out, um, some Al Price heroics at the end, and uh, couldn't get the job done. Do you want to talk us through a little bit about the grand final and, and what your thoughts were on that? Yeah, obviously disappointing. I think Kilsyth were a very good team, but I think going in we, we thought we were a massive chance. Um, yeah, disappointing way to finish the season, but I think the group came together in a really good way and we sort of built to that point, to the, yeah, to the point where we're really confident in that final game. So I think that's momentum we can just take into next season. It's not something that's sort of taken away from what we put together. So to keep that group together with... The new additions from last year, Morgan, Gibbo and, and Benny and the guys that sort of debuted throughout the year or started playing a bit more cricket, Al and, and Lukey McElroy, um, I think that's really promising. Uh, and hopefully a couple of new additions as well, which we may get to or may be announced on the socials in coming weeks, maybe maybe preempting. I, I think we can I think we can give a little sneak peek um, here today. We might talk about it later with Banger. Um, yeah, obviously being two for 80, very disappointing to, to fall all out for 110 that day, but so many good positive signs from the season, and um, you could even, even count Morgan up as a new signing, I think, uh, hopefully for next season. So, yeah, a lot of improvement in the group, and it was just such a good vibe around the club, and, um, you know, I think it's, it's only going to be better this season. Um, we've obviously got a coaching change, so we want to thank Damien Vozzo for his incredible service over the four years. It's completely different club to the one he walked into uh, where we had you know only three teams and no one at training and we were in portables and um, you know I don't think the the vibe was was great um, and uh, you know we had 12 13 blokes just retiring a couple of years before that and, and now you know last season we had five teams training's been fantastic the social functions are great and um, and we've gone and, and made the grand final this year and we won five premierships last season so um, certainly an extremely successful coaching reign and um, you know I think we're all um, better cricketers and, and better people for his uh, service to this club and I you know, would like to thank him for that and for his um, constant reminder that he made 110 average in a Chandler final series. Thank God we don't have to hear that too many more times. Oh, except that we do because he's actually the development coach now and he's going to be around telling us every other week 
um, and telling those young boys so that uh, the next generation of South kids can know. Uh, yeah, he'll be working with our sort of 16 to 21 year olds this season. Yeah, it won't be forgotten in these walls, the 110. Um, I think to add to that, like the, the four years that Damo's done, he probably turned it around. The sort of blueprint we gave him, he sort of achieved that in the first one or two years, maybe the first 18 months. And then after that, it was just sort of success that came after that. Came after that. So I think um, full credit to, to what he did and um, for him sticking around and getting Lockie involved and a few others. Coach from St Andrews, which is great. Um, and yeah, hopefully onwards and upwards, and we can thank him later for even more flags going forward. Yeah, I'm sure he'll claim them uh, if if they happen. Yeah. Um, so the the season starts on October one this year. It's going to start with two one day games uh, before we play some two day cricket. There'll be two one days before Christmas. Christmas with the Christmas break happening after a Saturday September uh, December seventeen game. We're back on the seventh, I think, with um, with one one day before we get back into two days. Uh, so back to 80 over cricket which is great we will start pre-season training on Tuesday August the 2nd at 8.30pm at Saxon the, the sessions are later this year Saxon have to close half their lanes uh, due to COVID and put a gym in so um, they've got less lanes and the times have changed a little bit so we're on at 8.30 um, I uh, hope to see you all at training we'll talk more about that with Banger later on but they're the key dates to remember at this stage and, and we'll try to get onto the field here at South Orange on Thursday sometime in, in mid to late September when the weather allows. Um, without further ado, let's get the man on here himself. Uh, he's a legend of the RDCA. He's now the coach of the South Warrandyte Cricket Club. Welcome to the Hawkcast, Andy Wu. Thanks mate. Good to be here. Now, can we start with uh, Asking why you you chose back chose to come back to coaching at all, and why South Warrandyte? Oh, look, I've always enjoyed coaching. Um, it's one of those things where once you're a coach, you're always a coach. Um, the most pleasing thing for me, coaching aside from from winning, is really just um, seeing boys grow and develop into men, and um, seeing blokes achieve their potential. That's that's what I get the most out of um, coaching. Um, and why South Warrandyte? South Warrandyte, um, I think it's a fairly youngish club within the RDCA. I remember back in the early 2000s when, um, when South Warrandyte won Newey, the next year they won Wilkins, and within about two or three years they won Trelope. So it's a proud club. Um, it's got some significant success in the past. Um, and I guess the thought of just seeing South Warrandyte languish in in Newey, where I know they're a better club than Newey, I want to see them um, take that next step. I want to see some of the blokes, the younger blokes, of this club take that next step um, and get them ready um, for maybe a, another assault at the, the top grade in a few years. And aside from that, Binger can be quite persuasive <laughs> when it comes to talking me into these sorts of jobs. But yeah, make no mistake, um, it's it's a. Uh, it's a role that I, I'm privileged and I'm, and I'm honoured to be representing South Warrandyte Cricket Club. Great. Um, your cricket journey has been a long one. Uh, you, where did you start playing your cricket back in the day? And, and do you want to talk us through a little bit of your, um, your playing highlights? Yeah, um, I'll take you back um, to high school. That was probably when I first started playing outdoor cricket. I stopped playing after about year nine. And then when I got to about 
20 years of age. I started playing indoor cricket. Funny you should mention indoor cricket earlier in the, in the, in the podcast. So I played a, a, a pretty high level of indoor cricket. I played Super League and then I played Vic League. Um, won a few Division One um, Division One trophies um, with Ringwood Rebels. And, um, and just out of the blue, one, one summer, um, the captain of the twos at South Ringwood asked me to come and have a hit play outdoor. The thought of playing outdoor never really interested me at that stage. I was 20, about 24 years of age when I first played my first game in the twos. He told me I could bat and bowl whenever I wanted. That didn't really work out. He just told me I was batting here and you're not bowling at all. Um, and then my love of cricket, really, I fell in love with cricket. My first game, I, I remember hitting the 50 um, and winning the game for the, for the team and, and I've loved cricket ever since. Um, I've always loved um, cricket back in the, the Viv Richards days because that's what really got me into cricket when I was um, when I was a young kid um, and I always followed West Indies um, through their heydays and even now I still follow a lot of cricket I still love my cricket um, and then when I started playing outdoor I fell in love with cricket even more and um, from there I guess I, st- I, I played um, Trilope Shield for a few years until um, we merged with Parkwood to become to become Warrenwood so I played with the Merge Club for one year, and then um, I coached Croydon Rangers for about four years. Um, I captained and coached them to a, a Wilkins Cup Premiership, um, and then I came back to Warrenwood um, when they they got relegated to to Wilkins. They won Wilkins and then got promoted back to Trelope, and that's when I took over as coach when I got promoted to Trelope, um, and we actually won that year. And I, and I do believe that it's probably, I think it was the first time in the RDCA history that a team had won Wilkins and, and won Tribe. Um, and then I coached another year after that and, um, and I retired from cricket and played vets the following year. Um, and then um, I came back to the, the club, Warren Wood, played a couple of years and then I coached Croydon Rangers to a, a Newey, um, Newey Cup Premiership, played South Warrandyte. And then I went back to Warren Wood for one more year and um, and then I coached East Ringwood for about half a year until I had some personal reasons where I had to resign. Um, and, and that was my last game of cricket was um, at East Ringwood. Right. So you won a premiership at um, Wilkins, Newey and Trelope levels. Correct. At RDCA. Yeah. Fantastic. It's a pretty good, pretty good resume. It's a, it's a very good resume. And I've, to be honest, I've only really seen the last sort of little bit of that and been very highly regarded in everything that I've seen Andy Banger do. Um, in the last yeah, five or so years with Croydon Rangers and then Warrenwood. I don't think when he plays, I don't think we come out on the uh, winning side of the ledger too often. So I think he's norm- normally had the best of us, um, including the 420 game, <laughs> the, uh, the grand final. And I think Warrenwood hit us for about 260 one day out here in a one day as well. So um, they're very highly re- respected within the RDCA. I mean, very, uh, very excited to have you on board. Yeah, and uh, obviously, you know, you beat South that um, that day in the grand final. Is it 2016-17? I believe it was. Uh, we'd just got it over Croydon North a week before with Budgie's 143 yeah. not out, and we came in having beaten them throughout the year. Thought we might have been a bit of a show. X, do you want to talk us about that day a little bit? We were talking about this off air day one grand final. It's a bit of rain overnight. But probably not enough to call the ga- call the whole day off. I think Andy was out there trying to mop the, the ground himself and I think he was purposely trying to show the umpires that it wasn't that wet. Um, but to, to little avail as the umpires got the call from the RDCA to scrap the entire day, we'll come back on the Sunday and play a one-dayer. 
we were you know, doing the whoops in the in the rooms, basically already singing the song. Thought we had it in the bag, um, and came back on the Sunday. Barrel won the toss. Then we go to bat, and I don't think we managed to get to a hundred. So it's a pretty disappointing day. Um, I think Andy caught me up a up a bump ball actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty sour memories. Um, but we we did learn a lot. Well, I, I learned a lot from that day. Um, and something that I've held the last five years and unfortunately still haven't gone to that next level but that's why we're still here. Yeah, lovely. And uh, obviously Bingo was captain of that team, Andy. Um, yeah, do you want to talk us through your recollections of, of that and, um, and your relationship with Bingo and, and how you've worked with him successfully in the past? Yeah, Bingo, Bingo was a project of mine when he, when he came from Montrose to, to Croydon Rangers and I'd heard a lot about him and um, I remember um, watching him first training session and I was thinking this guy's uh, got a very interesting technique <laughs> and um, I remember um, I remember clearly um, in his first year at Rangers um, he made a couple of 50s and I think he, he I said hello to him and I hadn't picked him in the ones at that stage and, and I said hello to him and he just walked away and I thought oh, yeah okay um, and then one day when I sat down with him he pretty much spoke to me about what he needed to do to play one's cricket and um, I guess his determination um, was nothing I'd ever seen before in cricket um, and that's what really separated him um, from a lot of the um, talented boys who, who, who probably don't have the results that, that he has um, and <clears throat> I guess when, um, when I left Rangers and and he went to, to captain the Rangers. Um, he did it for one year before he approached me to, to coach the, the crew club. And, um, and like I said, he can be a pretty persuasive person. Um, and I wasn't going to say no to him because I knew what he was going to be like as captain. And I knew he was going to be a good captain as well. I, like I remember um, the year that I left, uh, Ace was, was, was captain of the coach of the ones and Bingo was captaining the, um, the T20 side that year. And I saw firsthand what he was like as a captain and how he was able to rally troops and I thought um, and I wouldn't mind being coached while he was captain at Croydon Rangers and I know he'd never won a flag before uh, especially um, first 11 cricket and I wanted to be involved in that and luckily for us um, we were able to achieve that for him. Fantastic yeah he's certainly a, a people person as we all know here and he's got a great cricket mind and Bingo has been um, reappointed as assistant coach um, time uh, allows him to get to one training a week um, and so he'll be here on the Thursday nights and uh, he will also be the chairman of selectors again this year so got a really good coaching structure with Andy uh, Wu, Banger, uh, Binger and Damo as well as uh, we've got um, yeah, Binger as the chairman and uh, Jess is going to come down and help us out with some bowling as well I believe so yeah great coaching structure this season certainly set uh, the boys up for success as best we can I think um, well, that the upcoming season, Andy, your, what are your expectations of the, for the group and our first 11 squad? Yeah, look, I, I don't, I have expectations that I tend to keep to myself. Like, I don't want to reveal them to, um, to the playing group. All I want from everyone is for them to enjoy cricket and for them to become better cricketers. Um, and hopefully we can set up an environment to allow it to happen. Um, and I, I'm, I'm 
hopeful as well that the players are, 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 are motivated to be better cricketers because that's where it all starts. Like if you look across the whole um, the whole RDCA and any cricket association, um, the best players are the ones that are self-motivated. Um, may not necessarily be the most talented, but they're the ones that are the most self-motivated, um, the ones that love the game of cricket and the ones that uh, are continually learning about the game of cricket. And I suppose from a coaching point of view, um, the game's played between the ears, generally, um, and that's part of um, part of the, um, my coaching or training regime this year is to work on not only the, the technical skills of cricket, but also um, heavily with the mental side of cricket as well. Yeah, lovely. I think that's uh, definitely something that rings true here at South Warrandyte. We've um had a few phases of you know thinking we're a bowling club, thinking we're a batting club, thinking we're a six-inning club. So it'd be great to have a fresh set of eyes here uh, on the group, and, and we're really looking forward to getting down to trading with with uh, Banger uh, in just a few weeks now. Um, X, do you have any other things you want to talk about for the for the upcoming season? Your expectations with? Uh, I think yeah, we can just go in with with fresh eyes and intentions, and and guys can come in with new coaches or a new, new head coach there um, that hasn't necessarily seen them play before. So where they've been or where they've been defined in the past doesn't necessarily mean that's what they're going to be defined as going forward, which is pretty exciting. So Have you ever told you that I'm an all-rounder? I'll, I'll, <laughs> um, I'll believe what I see. Chopper, I'm going to get you to change that on the website. Troy on us all-rounder. Um, so I think that's really exciting. And, and guys, if they want to work hard, don't, don't have to be just a bowler or just a... A third player, um, fourth player that they've been in the past. If if if, you, if you've got higher intentions, then um, yeah, a new head coach and a new in, or a slightly new environment is hopefully going to be able to foster improvement and and see that right across the board. So I'm pretty excited for that. Um, and the same with Damo's role, seeing that group of under 16 players who've had a lot of junior success come into the senior program. Yeah, first time I've had a development coach um, specialise in the in the senior group at the in the club. So I think that's um, yeah, it's a great addition for the for the club, and hopefully one that helps us uh, get that transition right from the juniors to the seniors. Uh, a few differences between ranges. There's a fence around this ground for a start. Um, no dog poo as well. No, no dog. There's no families just randomly walking across <laughs> the oval, uh, not really knowing what cricket is. Um, there's a no railway. We've got the horse paddock instead. Yeah, I think that's quite similar. Just just as uh, undermining when you get hit into the horse paddock is getting hit onto a train. Uh, I think there was a couple of stories about that I heard at Rangers. I, I think the main one is the there's a fence and Binger can't push the boundaries back when they're fielding. Oh, boy, yeah. Well, how, how's your tactical adjustment going to go there, Andy? Because you were relying on about a 10-metre difference uh, each game when uh, when Binger was captaining. He, uh, what was it? Cheaters, cheaters never lose. Yeah, that's the, the famous mantra. Um, Certainly cost us a, a relegation game. Um, well, won't, won't get your comment on that. But, but uh, the the other big difference I found is no bees. I remember running away from yeah, the bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was the only running around, not just hitting the deck. Yeah, I think there was another game. I went to to Silcock and there was just sand. Just they didn't yeah, tell anyone. Yeah. They just <laughs> they just laid the sand in the middle of the season. Um, yeah. So I think maybe we've got a bit more control over this ground. No dog clubs uh, seeing seeing over, and probably I don't know what the new rooms are like at Silcock, but 
this facility is uh, better than sitting under a tree. Yeah, definitely. And, and you don't have to get the ball off like the other oval, like it's a six sort of setup, you know? <laughs> This will be the only first yeah. ground where you've got two grounds together with no fence. For and you can fit more than five people in your change rooms, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so a few few nice things there about South Warrenite, but also I do like having two grounds together. It's good for vibe, um, good for good for beers after the game. Hopefully one day we'll we'll get rid of the pony club and uh, and put a quick ground down there. But Absolutely. I think the key thing is that the rivalry remains and both sides will be going at it again this year. So Definitely. Uh, looking forward to that. We had a couple of feisty battles last year. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to coming up against... They've got a couple of new new guys, but, yeah, Blake and, and the team. So that'll be very interesting to see what Banger's got for us on some of those guys. Yeah, and what is your assessment of the rest of the competition, Banger? Have you, do you know much about the other teams? No, I, I must admit I haven't really followed Newey for... Um, for a while, um, but I know from from the past that it's it's, it's a reasonable standard of standard of cricket. Um, there's some good cricketers in Newey. Um, where it probably lacks is is in depth. Um, whereas you know you, you play Wilkins and you're still worried about blokes that are coming in at seven and eight for batting and sort of the four the third and fourth bowlers. Um, and in Trelive, you're still worried about blokes coming at nine and ten and and the fifth and sixth bowls, whereas I think in Newley you're probably, and I tend not to focus too much on the opposition, but if I, if I had to make a comment about the opposition, it's probably, um, you're probably thinking about the first five batsmen and probably top two, maybe three of their bowlers. And that's where you know the standard um, differs. And I'm hoping that South Brondyne has got a, a fair bit of depth because that's, that's really, because the depth is really the insurance policy. Like, to have someone come in at 9 and 10 and be able to say let's hit 150 runs for the season, um, that's a great insurance policy they have when you go into finals. Um, and hopefully um, we can find that person um, at whether it's 8, 9 or 10 um, that can average you know 15, 20 runs and, and sometimes you know those 15, 20 runs that 8, 9 or 10 hits is the difference between winning and losing a game of cricket. 100% and you've uh, famously already set some fitness standards. Uh, yeah. 5Ks in a row, we've got 40 push-ups in a, in a minute. Um, have you ever met our friend Turbo? No. No. Well, um, we've got a couple of, couple of big boys, uh, yours truly included here, might not be able to hit these standards, but we're, uh, we're going to be working hard in the off-season. Obviously, fitness is, a, is an important part. Um, yeah, just, just on that, I mean, further to my, um, my post on, the, on Facebook, I mean, fitness is, um, you do need a certain level of fitness in cricket. Um, and it is important. Um, so when we don't do fitness work at training, it's only because I want to focus on skills and, and the mental side of the game. And because we only have two hours a night on a Tuesday and Thursday, um, we'll be spreading ourselves too thin if we did a lot of fitness work. So, and that's why I think it's important um, as part of your self-motivation to work on your own fitness. And and I posted a few things on, on Facebook where areas of, cricket where you know fitness could be relevant to you um, but generally you know sort of the start stop fitness is, is pretty important for cricket as well so you should be able to run a three and not be overly puffed out and not you know and struggle to face up in the next ball or if you bowled five overs your sixth over should be just as quick as your first over um, so they're the things um, that you know if, if you feel income about your cricket and you really want to do well um, they're the things that I want you to work on because I know, and I speak from personal experience, 
you don't want to get to 40, 45 years of age or, or retired and look back and say, oh, I could have been a better cricketer if I had done this, this and that. So work on it now. I mean, I started cricket when I was 24. So a lot of you young blokes have got years on me to become better cricketers. Yep. No, I agree with all that. I think especially going back to two-day cricket, it's going to be a bit of a different beast. I think you can probably hide a little bit with the fitness just getting through 40 hours in the field but yeah going back to 80 in the field can be some long days and yeah if you're not mentally and physically uh, up to it then the last sort of 20 overs of a two day can really kill you so um, I think that's going to be super important and everyone should be trying to take on even if it's not every single point on Andy's list even if you just identify I'm not I'm not good at like I can't run five five kilometers in a row. That just make that your goal, or I want to be able to do the push-ups, whatever it is. Um, just isolating little goals before the start of pre-season or before before the start of the season. I think is going to be important for the uh, for the whole squad. Yeah, lovely. So Turbo, put down that zinger box. The cabbage is no good for you anyway. Budgie, put your red wine down. Meet me at the track, and we'll try and get in shape just in time. Um, Banger, thank you for your time. It's been wonderful. We look forward to getting stuck into the work with you and all improving as cricketers and driving awards those premierships at the end of the season. Uh, we've got a couple of sneaky announcements, a couple of player signings um, that we can talk about. Uh, one English lad has secured his passage over here. He's from Andy Exley's club over in England and um, he's going to be working over here, landscaping with, uh, with Declan, I believe. And uh, the wonderful Kelly Mole Queen will be taking him in as he comes over and he'll also coach our junior blast. So he's a right arm outswing bowler and it'll be fantastic to have um, someone hopefully a bit better than Webby here. Yeah, he's 19 and looks 30. Uh, probably the complete opposite of Webby. Bowls fast, also can't bat. Um, has a raging beard, so not ginger and has a massive crack on the circuit he reckons so well, thinks he's going to scare a few blokes and I'm looking forward to it Webby famously said uh, when I asked him if he loved a beer he said yes and he actually meant one single beer so hopefully this guy has a bit of a crack out on the circuit and uh, we've got one other signing as well but uh, we'll just keep that one under wraps for now we're just going to wait for some paperwork to come through but it's a big one so we think we've certainly improved the squad for next year and uh, we'll be all guns blazing for 2022-2023 uh, X, you've been pretty good on debut, I think. Yeah, not, not bad, I think. Yep. Sean probably adds a little bit more, and it's just, just the tone of it as well. Mm -hmm. I think I'm really struggling with my podcast voice, but um, <laughs> everyone likes listening to Sean, obviously, so I'll improve. Um, we'll see how we go throughout the season. Yes. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on, and we will see you at pre-season.